Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. Most people think that building a property business and certainly doing it quickly is all about how much cash you can get your hands on and how many deals you can do. Now, don't get me wrong, they're both really, really important, but the truth is most people struggle to get results and get results quickly because they get in their own way. They fail to prioritise. They struggle to manage their own time. We've all got a lot to think about. We've all got families and jobs and other business commitments. And there's a lot to get our heads around when it comes to actually building a property business in the first place. A lot of people just struggle to manage their own time, which means they struggle to get results. Today, I want to keep it super simple. I want to break it down and I want to share eight ways that I've employed and been able to use effectively to help build my property business and do it quickly. These are really easy. We can all do it. And if you're looking ahead at 2023 and thinking that next year really is the year for you, you're going to get into it, build your property business, then this is a really, really important episode. Get this right before you try and do anything else. If that sounds good to you, then please stick around, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode of the HMO Podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Okay, so today we're going to talk about eight ways to improve your time management to help you build a property business, to help you build your property business more quickly. If you're here, I assume it's because you do want to build your property business. And if you're anything like me, you do want to do it quickly. I'm impatient. But I am guilty of, on numerous occasions, much less so these days than it used to be, saying that I've got too much to do. I don't have the time. I would say this to JP when he'd set me certain tasks, when we'd agree to work on certain things, certain areas of growth in the business, and I'd come back and hadn't achieved certain things. And I'd say, look, I just haven't had time to do it, John. And JP would very open and very honestly say, Andy, that is complete rubbish. You have got the time. You're just choosing to use that time to do other things. And he was so right. And it took years for this to really sink in. And I get it now. But alongside this, there's also a real skill in managing your own time. We've all got stuff to do. There are certain things that 
none of us really want to compromise. We don't want to compromise our health and our time with our families. And we've got to pay the bills. So if we've got a job, we've got to turn up to work and do our job. And I get that. So it's really important. In fact, more important if you can relate to any of this to get this bit right, to actually be able to manage whatever time you do have really, really effectively. And for me, employing these eight different tactics has been over the years hugely important. And I credit a lot of what I have been able to ultimately do and achieve to keeping it really simple and employing these tactics. Now, don't get me wrong, none of these are unique. I haven't made any of these up. These are all things that I've learned and picked up over the years. And I'm sure you'll find that you do do some of them. But for me, it was the combination of doing all of this and really understanding just how important and how valuable it was. Without this, I wasn't able to do what was required. And without doing what was required, for example, going out and actually doing viewings or finding the deals online and and making the calls, I wasn't able to, of course, buy anything. So I couldn't generate the results. So my inability to manage my time well meant that I wasn't making the right sorts of moves and taking the right actions. And therefore, I wasn't getting any results. I certainly wasn't getting results I wanted or quickly enough. So today, I'm going to share these eight ideas, these things that I employ every single day. These are really important. I hammer, I drill these into my team. I'm really, really big on this stuff. And I think that this is so simple, but it's just one of those things that a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners don't do. Often they learn it over years and years and years. Well, today, take this and employ it straight away. And I guarantee you'll start to get results much more quickly. So I've got eight things and I'm going to dive straight into it. The first thing that you need to do, assuming you are busy, like we all are, you've got a lot of stuff to do, a lot of plates to spin, a lot of balls to juggle. You need to create a priority matrix and you need to put everything on it. Notice I didn't say you need to get a calendar and write everything on that calendar that you need to do. You need to create a priority matrix. The important thing is recognizing what's important and what needs to sit above or below something else. Now, you are ultimately in charge of this. It's entirely up to you as to how important scrolling on right move for 30 minutes every day is over, for example, catching up on social media. Now, that's obviously a really crude example, but that's the truth. And it is little things like getting on the portals, scrolling, making sure that you're not missing deals that help ensure that you start to generate activity that then generates results. The first thing you need to do is create a priority matrix and put absolutely everything on it. Truth is, you're not going to be able to do everything that's on that priority matrix. And every single day, that priority matrix is going to change. It's going to vary. I could do one right now. And there, I would imagine be sort of upwards of 20 or 30 things on that I need to do, you know, for any of my businesses. Some of that is strategic stuff. Some of it is very granular and it's sort of getting back to so-and-so's email, paying so-and-so's invoice. It's really, really important that we do this. And you're going to find out as we progress through today's episode why. But once you create that priority matrix, you can then actually determine what needs to be done first, what needs to be done second, what needs to be done third, what needs to be done next. And some stuff will ultimately get bumped off the list and the can will get kicked down the road. But if it's not important or it's not as important as the other stuff, that's fine. One of the problems that many of us face and naturally we're inclined to do is deal with the easy stuff first. And I'm going to come on to a point later that tackles this, but just having that priority matrix and seeing it and spelling it out and making it very black and white will really help you actually determine what you need to do, not just what you think needs to be done. The second thing that I want you to do to really help improve your time management skills to get better results is schedule everything. 
put everything that you can into a scheduler. And what I would suggest is you use something like a CRM system for this. I still see a lot of people juggling a lot of balls and spinning all these plates and writing it all down on scraps of paper, not using simple things like CRM systems, for example, to manage their pipeline of deals. It's really, really important. For example, if you're collecting a lot of information about certain people or property, get it all into something like a CRM system. It might be a small investment, although a lot of them are free, like HubSpot and Asana. You know, there are free versions, and that can really help with everything. What I like about that is that in Asana, for example, this priority matrix, I can actually list and I can manage that list and I can add notes to it and I can add points to it because sometimes you can try and tackle something, but you don't necessarily get where you need to get. You might make a call, end up speaking to someone, have to go and do something else, and it's not closed the task. You've still got to come back and do more to it. Maybe it's pushed it down the list. It's not as urgent, but it, it still needs to be on there. And this is the sort of stuff that certainly I struggle with. I'm very forgetful. And with so many things going on and several businesses to run, it's really easy. I just forget stuff, if I'm honest. And this helps me avoid forgetting it, and it helps keep it in the right place. And rather than just do it because I'm anxious about forgetting it, I can put it and make sure it's slotted in the right place. I can do the other things that then are more important than it. So schedule everything, get yourself a CRM system, something like Asana, HubSpot. I think Monday is an example. There are free versions. They're fantastic and will really help keep you organized. The third thing, and this I think is the single most important thing. If you take one thing away from today's episode, please take this. It is to eat that frog. I'm not sure where this analogy came from, but this is the idea that you need to tackle the big stuff first, the difficult things, not the emails that are easy just to fire off and clear out your inbox because it looks tidier. You need to actually tackle the important stuff. Have you got a branding and design exercise that you actually need to do? Have you got a new process to write? Nobody wants to write processes, but if you've got a staff member just starting an induction to do, for example, and the starting in two days time, that is going to be pretty high up your priority list. But for a lot of people, this is the sort of thing that'll get kicked and kicked and kicked and eventually that person will start. They won't have an SOP, an operation procedure to follow up or something. And it's a bit of a disaster. So make sure you eat that frog. I like the analogy of the stones and the sand in the jar. If you fill a jar with a pile of sand first and then try and get a load of rocks in it, you're going to find that you have too many rocks to put in that jar. But if you put all the rocks in first and then put the sand on the top of it, the sand fills in the cracks. And I know it's a bit cheesy, but honestly, I really find, certainly for me, this helps. I tackle the big, difficult, and often the things that I don't really want to do First thing, that's what I do before I do anything else. Then I move on to my emails. Then I move on to actually making the phone calls and ticking the boxes. It's really, really important as a business owner that you do that. So make sure you eat that frog. Number four then, the fourth thing, I think this will really help with your time management and help you build your property business more quickly, is to implement systems that drive efficiency. Now, the key here is the efficiency bit. These systems really have to work for your business. There are a lot of systems to use. We see people talking about systems regularly. Not the sexiest topic, but I think it can make me people feel like they're perhaps doing more than they are. They get a fancy new system. Make sure you do employ systems that actually help you in your business. So a good and quick example is if you're building an email database because you're raising private investment and you're, you want to communicate with investors, a good system that you can implement is an email 
sort of marketing service and you could automate some of your emails. You could have a sequence and investors receive a particular email and depending on what they click or read in that email, they might then get a sent a different email and a different group might get sent something else and so on and so forth. Rather than you try and email all of these individuals what you think might be best or what they would prefer. There are lots of examples of this. You know, what what sort of systems can you employ into your business that drive efficiency? So for me, uh, what have I got? Well, I've got Google Drive. I also use uh, Microsoft SharePoint because I like the way that some of their forms work and we utilize some of their other programs and documents. I have software for my agency. I need something that actually manages tenant data and can collect the rent and link to my bank and, you know, so I can audit my staff and we can email from within the system, that sort of thing. So that is incredibly important. Once upon a time, we didn't have it and we were incredibly inefficient. And I remember the reluctance to go and research a system and implement it because that in itself was an exercise that was going to take me a long time. It was going to take me several weeks to figure out what system was best and then actually get it up and running. And it was going to cost what it was going to cost. I just wanted to get on with it because, of course, we had stuff to do and we were busy. That is absolutely not the way to think. And even if you're not at that stage, it doesn't have to be for an agency or lots of properties that you're managing on a very small and granular level just to help you manage your deals, manage your contacts, whatever it might be. If there are systems that can help you do things and be more efficient, employ them now. Get them into your business and grow into them. The fifth thing I want to talk to you about today, the fifth thing that I want to share is the importance of setting roles and responsibilities. Now, typically when we're talking about this, we're talking about doing it for our staff members, for our team. And that's so important. If you've got anyone in your team right now that does not have clearly defined roles and responsibilities, that should be at the top of your priority matrix for tomorrow. But do this for yourself. What should you be doing? You're the business owner. You're the business director. What is it that you should be doing? What is important to do? This is good for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, it gets you to really focus on what you're actually doing. We think we're business owners, we think we're running companies, we think we're entrepreneurs, but in reality, we're slaves to property management, (laughs) we're slaves to tenants, we're headless chickens, that's what we are, just running around. Putting stuff on paper really helps us see, it's tangible. But with that, we can then actually hold ourselves to account. What should we be doing? What should we actually be doing as a business owner? We should be working on strategic development. We should be working on marketing and sales. We should be focusing on service improvements, shouldn't we? We should be focusing on bringing our team and developing a team and managing that team. We should be focusing on things like what's important in our business. I guess things like certificates, you know, maybe overseeing some of the key processes, things like that, whatever it might be, whatever you decide your role and responsibilities should be, that is what it should be. So get it down on paper and make sure you are periodically coming back to that. If you find that you're sort of doing other things that don't really sit on that, you've got to ask yourself whether you need to make a change. Do you need to accept that that's got to be on your list or should that be on somebody else's list? Is that something that we can outsource. And that brings me on to the next point, number six. Eliminate, simplify, delegate, and automate. Now, we already talked about implementing systems. That was my fourth point. Eliminate, simplify, delegate, and automate. This is a technique we can apply to literally anything we're going to do in our business. We, as business owners, are often guilty of overcomplicating things, giving ourselves more work than we really need to be doing. So ask yourself, and be honest, can you eliminate any of what you're doing? Is any of what you're doing right now 
suitable to just drop? Is it genuinely bringing you results or does it just make you feel like you're doing enough work? If it isn't actually doing anything, and a good example here is social media for a lot of people. A lot of people are jumping onto social media before really understanding why they're on it and having a strategy behind it. It's really, really pointless to spend hours every single week on the social media if you haven't got a clearly defined outcome. Until you have that, it's probably something that you can completely eliminate. Is it more important that actually you spend that half hour every day scrolling the portals, making the calls to your agents and following up all of your leads? It probably is in all honesty. So eliminate whatever you can from your list, from that priority matrix. Then simplify it. What can you simplify? Now, we've already talked about scheduling. That will help you simplify stuff. And we've already talked about systems to drive efficiency. That will help as well. But what else can we simplify? Again, as business owners, we're often guilty of overcomplicating processes, adding too many layers. What can we strip out? I'll give you a really good example. We built our management business quite quickly. And back in 2019, we were up at around 100 properties. That grew really quickly. And we'd built system on top of system on top of system. And our financial system was very complicated. One very specific example was that my finance team were generating invoices for our landlords outside of our letting software. This took a huge amount of time. It had to be done from scratch every single month. We had to look at every single account and check it off and it all had to be reconciled. It had to be bang on. But our letting system actually did this. The only reason we didn't do it in there is because we didn't really like the way that it was displayed and we didn't really like that it was perhaps a bit more complicated than we felt our landlords needed it to be. But actually, it did do the job and it took us a huge amount of time and a huge amount of energy and it cost me, as a business owner, a lot of money to pay my team to do it a different way. This went on, believe it or not, for two over two years until I eventually said, enough's enough, we're not doing it like this anymore. We made a change. And there are a couple of other examples like this. We used to use GoCardless to collect all of our direct debits and this was a very complicated process. While GoCardless is great for reconciling payments and for direct debits, It's quite expensive. There's a transaction fee for every single payment. But also the way that it works is that GoCardless deposits large sums at once. So we would get big deposits of 60, 70,000 pounds worth of rent on a monthly basis, and that would get deposited in the client account. And our letting system didn't know who that money belonged to. And the reality was it was hundreds of transactions that made up that 60, 70,000 pound. My team then had to go through and manually allocate the rent until that whole sum of money was accounted for. I, again, after a couple of years, said enough's enough. We're not doing it like that. We're going to use standing orders. And that way, every single tenant can pay direct into our client account and their reference can be allocated automatically to the tenant's account. So we completely simplified the process. That saved almost a half a day a week for one of my finance and admin team. Delegate. So we've got eliminate, simplify, delegate. What can you give to other people? You are a business owner. You are busy. You've got priorities. What should you be doing? What shouldn't you be doing? Now we've got a clearer idea. Delegate things that you're not so good at. Delegate things that are not within your skill set to other people. Your accounting, your bookkeeping. Maybe it's managing inquiries on spare room. Are these the sorts of things that other people can do? And then finally, automate. What can you automate? What can you switch on so that it just happens automatically? Systems, processes, there's lots of clever software out there. Things like Zapier can take information from one thing, plug it into another system. And it's really, really fantastic how many things can just help you automate your business. So even though you might be at an early stage in 
your business, this sort of stuff is really, really important. It's a good habit to get into. So there we go. That's number six. Eliminate, simplify, delegate and automate. Number seven, then the seventh thing to help you improve your time management and build a better property business and do it more quickly is avoid distractions. This is so simple, but so many of us spend so much time on things that really aren't doing us any service or justice whatsoever. Social media is, of course, the big one. If you find yourself aimlessly scrolling on social media, you really, really, really have to sit up and ask yourself whether you are cut out to build a business. If that's where your time goes, if you're doing that instead of doing things that actually help you build your property business, you're in the wrong game. You've got to be very, very, very rigid on this. You've got to avoid those distractions. Turn your phone off, put your phone in a different room, switch off all of your notifications, turn your email off so that you can get into deep work and actually tackle these priorities so that you can actually eat that frog so you can actually implement systems and start working on how to simplify and delegate and automate areas of your business. This is how good businesses are built. They're not built scrolling on social media. I'm sorry. Number eight, the final thing that I want you to do is protect your social time. This for me is a non-negotiable. Walking Hugo every single day, that for me goes in there. Going to the gym, spending time with Gemma and my family and friends. These are non-negotiables. Now, I can't go out with my friends every single night and go for drinks. Of course, there are limitations, but I have parameters. You know, I like to reserve weekends and evenings to doing that sort of thing. I am not working. I'm not working after 7.30 unless there is a genuine emergency. Or, for example, if I'm on holiday for a few days and I know that there's a bit too much work to do, I can make a compromise, a sacrifice. But I'm really rigid with myself. I'm really structured about my social time. For me, without my social time, if I'm not doing the things that I enjoy, I start to get irritable, I start to get stressy. And then, of course, my productivity drops and I'm not getting anywhere near the results that I want to or should be getting from all of this other stuff. So I'd highly recommend that you do the same. Protect your social time. So there we are, eight things. Let's just recap quickly. Number one, create yourself a priority matrix and make sure you put everything on there. Number two, schedule everything. Use a CRM system, something like Asana or HubSpot or Monday. Number three, eat that frog. Tackle the big, difficult tasks first before you do anything else, before you do your emails, before you make your phone calls. Eat that frog. Number four, implement systems that drive efficiency. Be picky. Don't just waste money, but make sure you do use the right systems that can help you drive efficiency through your business. Number five, set yourself and any team members that you've got clearly defined roles and responsibilities. Number six, Eliminate, simplify, delegate and automate whatever you can. Number seven, avoid distractions. And predominantly that means don't go on social media when you're supposed to be working on your property business. And finally, number eight, protect your social time. This for me is so incredibly important. Now, it's easier said than done all of this, but if you're haphazard in about the way that you're building your property business, if you're finding that Sometimes you're on, sometimes you're off, sometimes you're getting results, sometimes you're not. Momentum drops, motivation drops, your enthusiasm waxes and wanes. This will be really, really good for you. It's really important, even at the very early stages of building property business, to have this sort of structure and this sort of good practice. So there we go. Eight ways to help you manage your time better, to get more out of your property business and to help you grow it faster. That's it for today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you've got any questions about this or any advice and ideas to share, 
come on over to the HMO community. It's our free group on Facebook, 5,000 Strong Now. And if you haven't already joined, you are missing out. Of course, if you want to take things to the next level, then the hmoroadmap.co.uk is exactly where you need to be. We've got everything from downloadable resources, templates, worksheets, and cheat sheets. We've got videos and lessons. We've got expert masterclasses, case studies, and a huge amount more all waiting for you. And if I could ask you very quickly, I know I ask you every single week, But if you've got 30 seconds to leave a quick review of the show, I'd be so grateful. You can leave a review on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much to everyone who has already left a review. It means more than you could possibly know. And it really does help us bring great guests onto the show and continue to spread the message about all the wonderful things that you guys in our community are doing for the HMO world. And finally, don't forget that I'll be right back here in the very same place next week. So please join me then for another installment of the HMO podcast. (laughs) 